0: To Robin and Joa Save the World, one book at a time. A spoiler free podcast sponsored by the good folks at Koros Books. That's Koros with a Q. Hello, everyone.
1: I'm Joa.
0: And I'm Robin. Welcome to the Robin and Joe podcast. Ooh, what are we talking about today? Perhaps Arsenic and Adobo? No. No. Perhaps homicide and halo halo. Ooh. Yes. yes, we are. We read a book. We read a book. We read a book. Hey. We read Homicide and Halo Halo by Mia P. Manansala. And friends, hmm. This is the sequel and the middle mm-hmm. book in a three book series the first book obviously was arsenic and adobo by again mia p mananzala showa yes do tell
1: us your thoughts well so the author she does say that this book is a little darker once again this is a book that was written during the pandemic, so and this is something that we're seeing uh, from authors that wrote during that time is that their books are a little darker, um, and, and they just have that you know that feel um, from the panini when we were all quarantining and stuck at home, and um, and I, I did get that. I did get that. It was. It had um, a less. Uh, lighter fluffy feel than arsenic Mm. and adobo i read arsenic and adobo while i was uh, moving into my house last year and painting the walls and it was it was such a cheerful book and Mm. um you know and it kind of it took my mind away from the the physical pain of getting my house ready you know that i was feeling at the time and it was a great escape that's why i love to read books because they're escape to my reality and um and this one hit me a little different. Um, it I did note it, the, the darker theme into it, and this cozy mystery. So it became a little less cozy uh, yeah. for me. So that's why I kind of like, I gave it four stars on Goodread as opposed to five stars like I did yeah. the other one. Uh, just because of that, it just hit me differently.
0: But you know? friends, let me tell, oh, I'm sorry, Joe. I apologize. No, no go I ahead. I interrupted. I want you to know that our author, Mia P. Manansala, respects the reader. And she included an author's note in the beginning of the book mm-hmm. and where she spells it right out. Oh, Joa, I really, I, I appreciated this and I kind of wish more authors would do it. I'm going to read a few sentences of this. And again, this is from our author, Mia P. Manenzella. I wrote homicide and hello, hello while both me and my protagonist Leela were in rather dark places in our lives. I was working through the mental health issues that a worldwide pandemic brought about, as well as the ripple effects from it, such as unemployment, bereavement, added pressure to succeed as an author, etc. She continues. It is still a cozy mystery. With humor and food and love and a happy ending, but I wanted to prepare you, my dear readers, in case you're not in the right headspace for this book. If you'd like to avoid potential spoilers, stop reading here. Otherwise, I'd like to provide content warnings for PTSD, fat phobia, fertility slash pregnancy issues, predatory behavior, unresolved grief, parental death and dismissive attitudes toward mental health this is the single yes. best content reading content warning i've ever read joa mm-hmm. oh yes
1: impressed yes it's very honest and like you said it shows that she is respecting the reader and she is respecting their wishes and not um, wanting to harm them or traumatize them anymore you know
0: i have to say it 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 kind of inspired me. So, in my book, Related by Murder, um, which is not to compare my work with hers, obviously, she's a seasoned professional, this author, but it did inspire me to write. Uh, A little note in the beginning. I was wondering, you see, that we don't have necessarily a traditional way of including a content warning. Sometimes it's on the back in the blurb. Sometimes it's a little note in the introduction. Sometimes you have to look at Goodreads reviews to find a content warning. It's not included at all. And so I like the way that she did it. And so I included something a little briefer and a little more relevant to my own story. The only content warning for my story is Memories of Childhood Abuse. Um, But yeah, I really appreciated it. And it made me kind of trust her and like her even before I started reading the book.
1: Yes, yes same here well well I, I trusted her from the previous one you know mm-hmm. and I knew she was gonna take me to to a happy place at the end but yes I can see people that haven't read her work before you know once they read this uh, being able to feel comfortable you know reading her work because they mm-hmm. know that she is taking care of their well-being and um yeah I mean you can't ask for a better gift within a book because the book is already a gift right and now you're giving another one on top of that so
0: yeah. She and I could hang out. I just, I feel it.
1: She and I could hang out.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: With some of that would, food too? Yes, for sure.
0: <laughs> I don't I don't need the food. There are recipes in the bag too, friends. Yeah. If you like a book with recipes, I think there are three or four. This might be including Hello, Hello Candy, by the way, and mm-hmm. coffee. You know, anybody who has a recipe for coffee must be okay. Mm-hmm. And was, did you listen to this, Joa, or did you? I listened to it. Mm-hmm. I have a real yeah. question about audiobooks. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and this is just me not being a big consumer of audiobooks, so I have no knowledge. In an audiobook, I really need to know how they handle the back matter. So, how do they handle, for example, the acknowledgements, the about the author, in this case, recipes? Did you get the recipes in the I audiobook? sure did. You I got did. all of them. Yeah.
1: <gasps> It's its own chapter, The Recipes. It's chapter 31. Yeah. In the oh, audiobook. Yeah.
0: I did not know that. Did you get the teaser from the next book?
1: No, I didn't. That I didn't.
0: Oh. Uh, the first two chapters of her next book, which is book three in this series, are at the very, very end of, <gasps> of the, I have the ebook. Uh, I after missed the out on that one.
1: I wonder if that's because, well, I don't know. I wonder if that's because that's a whole different contract, you know, for the narrator to to read that book. If the, oh. if the narrator hasn't gotten the contract for the next book, I wonder if that's what that is about, you know? Yes, and
0: also the time. So yeah. audiobooks are priced based on the time of the finished the finished product, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so the more words there are in a book, the more expensive it's going to be obviously, but also the more time it takes. And sometimes you don't want to look like an audiobook is some people won't buy an audiobook that's an 11-hour audiobook, right? An 11-hour listen or longer. So that may be part of it too to keep the listening time down or to keep costs down, either or both. That could be possible too.
1: Look how we don't, we sound so smart. We're so smart. I know. Right. Well, I do, I do something that is the opposite because I, and I think this is uh, for subscription customers. I have an audible subscription. So for me, I want with the credits that I get from my subscription, I want to buy the long books because I feel like I get more money for my subscription. Right. Um, However, when it comes to me actually paying out right for an audiobook, then I will I will pay for those that are shorter versions uh, because I know it's going to be cheaper for me to get. Does that make sense? That's usually it how I do it. It makes perfect though. sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh in your subscription, what
1: lengths of audiobook are you looking for? Oh, eight, ten, eleven, twelve. 10, 11, 12, you know, wow. because I know that it's going to those books are worth more than my subscription. True. <laughs> They're going to be expensive. It's true. Yes, yes. So those are the ones that I get with the credit that I have.
0: Oh, I love and, that.
1: Yeah. Let's yeah. face
0: it. A twelve-hour audiobook is more than five hundred mm-hmm. pages, I believe. So mm-hmm. that's going to be. That's gonna. You're gonna spend some time with that experience. Sometimes I think about that with print books or eBooks too, Joa. Sometimes. I don't want a short book. I want to spend Mm -hmm. some time in that world. I want to spend some time with those characters. Every single time I read an Octavia Butler book, Mm -hmm. I I want it to be longer because I want to spend more time there. And I'm so thankful that she wrote series for us so that we could return to those worlds and spend more time with those
1: characters. Mm. Agreed. Octavia Butler. Completely Mm. agreed. Yeah. When it comes to those long books Mm. and when it comes to the series too, I've, I've been, when I was digesting series when I was younger, like a lot, a lot of series, I will wait, I will hold off till the series was almost done. So that way I can do like three or four books at a time, you know, and then just read those books. So that way I can stay in that world longer because sometimes it will take a whole year, you know, and now I understand why, you know, but (laughs) when I was reading those series, I was like, come on, let's get the next book out already. But now I'm not that way anymore. I have grown and matured. (laughs) I love that I've grown and (laughs) deterred yes I'm kinder to the author because now here I am writing and I wouldn't want somebody to put that much pressure on me you know come on let's go let's Mm -hmm. get the next book out and blah blah yeah that pressure leads
0: into something I have to say about this book but first I want to read the author (laughs) description so here's our author, Mia P. Manansala is a writer and book coach, ooh, book coach, yeah. from Chicago, who loves books, baking, and badass women. Mm, okay. She uses humor and murder to explore (laughs) aspects of the filipino diaspora queerness and her millennial love for pop culture a lover of all things geeky mia spencer days procrastinating is that not the greatest word ever procrastinating yeah playing jrpgs and dating sims reading cozy mysteries and diverse romance and cuddling her dogs gumio and max power again
1: and did you I, see her puppies at the end of her website page? They're at the bottom of the footer. They're oh, so I cute. I don't think I did.
0: Yeah. I have to
1: take a look at that.
0: I do feel like we could be friends. Now, in her acknowledgments, our author does address second book syndrome. I think we've all heard about that mm-hmm. in a variety of ways. Uh, let's Let me put it this way. I love this author. I think we could be friends. I think that she's very talented and has a lot to say. I think she has a lot of ideas. I think she has a lot of ideas. I can relate to that. Mm, But I think we needed another draft. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We needed another draft, and I'm going to tell you why. There's a page, and, and I marked it, where she uses the same expression, like three different times on one page. And it's not it's not good. It, it's it's not, you know, sometimes you can do that in kind of a lyrical way. Mm-hmm. It's not that. It's just that the same expression comes up three What's times. the
1: expression? I, I didn't catch
0: I mean, it. I'll, I will find it in the notes. Also, uh, a- around 20% in to the book, you are meeting a new character with a name every paragraph. Friends, we can't, we can't. <laughs> we can't after a while i i was so overwhelmed i stopped knowing who was who who was who yeah um there were just far far too many characters you see i'm not this book isn't actually a cozy mystery i'm sorry to tell you but it doesn't meet any of the tenants if it were a cozy mystery it it's fine it this is contemporary and it's a great contemporary. So I'm not sure why we wanted to be in romance. But.
1: Uh, is it, it's, it? not, it's not a romance either, though.
0: I'm sorry. Uh, why it wants to be in mystery, I apologize. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely not romance. I'm sorry.
1: I'm looking for the note. Okay. Well, I just. <laughs> I have to say that. So in the beginning, though. um, she does name a lot of characters, but I feel like that's a, a catch up for a reader that potentially may not have yes. read the previous one. So it's yeah. almost like she's catching up this new reader and explaining to them, you know, who Titi Rosie is, you know, Ate and, and and all of that. So I feel like it's it's almost like a narrative of sorts at the beginning when it comes to that for her. And, and I've always wondered how um, authors do it and I'm I'm happy that I was able to see how they do it when it comes to the second or third book and you want a reader to still read it even though they haven't read the previous one you yeah not want to turn them away so it's almost like a recap that you see on tv shows
0: you know making it a standalone yeah mm-hmm. boy that's a really good it's a really good point so you've read the first book yes and I haven't yeah and so for you, there aren't so many characters.
1: Yes, that is correct. So because I already knew the like the uh, what does she call them? The calendar, <laughs> the calendar aunties, the calendar crew. Um, Ate, um, I already know Amare and I already know, you know, her best friends and all of that. But I can see why she would name everybody on that page as they're coming in into that scene, because somebody that didn't read book one, they wouldn't have known them. And, um, and I think that's why she does it. She doesn't do that on book one because that's the beginning for everybody.
0: Um, but yeah. And now I can't find my note where <laughs> I have the repetition. Don't you hate that? Mm-hmm. I hate that. I hate that so much. I know I made a note, but I still haven't I figured out how to find notes.
1: my highlights. You know, cause sometimes I highlight things on the Kindle and I still don't know how to go back and look for my highlights.
0: I think I've done so... it by luck before do you see the three if you go to the top let's say you're in your book okay Mm -hmm. the three dots the three vertical dots underneath your energy bar yeah that's where you go and then it says the second item should be notes and highlights and you Ah. click that and then that should give you it should pull it up um, the problem is it's better at pulling up your highlights than at pulling up your notes, right? Your oh. notes, it just has the little number yeah. and then you have to yeah look through them manually. So hopefully they'll improve that in the next update because that
1: seems a little I old
0: know, Notes are
1: important, you know, because yes. sometimes I, I read to kind of also <laughs> like gauge how other authors do it so I can learn from them, you know. And mm-hmm. So for me, you know, notes are important as well. Well, I'm team
0: Mia P. Manazala. So let me say a few, I'm going to say a few great things that I loved about this book. Number one, mental health discussion, like a really even handed, realistic portrayal of both mental health struggles of a wide variety and Mm -hmm. what happens if you try to avoid them, like what happens if you try to suppress or ignore or just carry on? I'm just going to carry on. You know, things don't go away. They don't evaporate. Right. And sometimes they get bigger. Wonderful discussion of that. And and it fit organically into this story. It wasn't like, you know, sometimes you're reading and all of a sudden we're going to have a PSA. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Wasn't that at all. It was wonderfully organic. And toward, and there's resolution of that as well. Um, love that. Love the author note. Love... Uh, she has some interesting things to say about pageants. I was a little... I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. I was a little put off when early in the book, I realized the pageant wasn't just a small part of the book. Yeah oh but did you
1: see what she did with the pageant yeah she
0: completely reworked it it. oh she takes it to a better place and she did a lot she had clearly had a lot to say about pageants Mm -hmm. um the mom what word did she make up mom testants that was yeah mom tested yes that reminded me of that show what is it called dancing There used to be a show on television, Uh uh I believe it was on TLC, like little kids dancing. Mm
1: -hmm. Cheer Moms. Is it Cheer Moms? Cheer Moms. moms.
0: Yeah. Yes. That reminded Mm -hmm. me of that. I got, mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. mm -hmm. She had a lot to say about pageants. And so I I like where she took it and what she had to say about it. That was
1: fascinating. Same, same, same. So, oh, go ahead, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just going to say one quick thing. Uh, You know, sometimes I like to drop my little hints about Ireland around. (laughs) So where I live, I live in Ireland, if you don't know. Even though I have a strange accent, I live in Ireland. My sincere apologies. And there's a pageant in Ireland called The Rose of Tralee. And what's interesting about this pageant, it used to be a very typical beauty pageant. But they felt in 2021 that perhaps... They needed to update,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so what they said was that anyone could be in the beauty pageant, and they mean anyone because transgender friends are are people, so we don't have to name them specifically. Like it's for everyone; everyone can be in the pageant. It's not just for women. It's not just for a certain kind of woman. It's not just for yeah, yeah. So that's kind of another interesting way to modernize a pageant. I, I that'll be interesting. I don't know. I'm not necessarily a pageant girl. You might be surprised to hear. <laughs> I'm more of a, like, <clears throat> I'd be a lumberjack if I were not disabled. But, um, you know, to each their own friends, to each their own. So there you are. Anyway, onward, Joa. What were you going onward? To say? Onward.
1: No, I was just gonna say she did something similar to that. She took out the swimsuit portion of it. You know, she she modernized it. And then when they're interviewing the contestants, like what that contestant says is very on point to how we should veer, how we should um, pivot when it comes to to you know beauty pageants and things like that. So that way we take away the focus from the physical aspect of it to other things that are more important than that. And, um, and hopefully, hopefully this becomes true for, you know, everyone that does these pageants. Um, but what I wanted to say is that, so uh, growing up, I've always had um, friends from, from other cultures and, and I don't know why, but I, I tended to veer towards um, Filipino, Vietnamese, uh, you know, Thai, Lao Um, And all of that, you know, we, we shared the same classes growing up and that, that has always been kind of like my base of friends. And um, when I was stationed in Belgium, my group of friends were, were pretty much almost all Filipino. And let me tell you about the parties we have, because that thing is wild. Like you would love it. They love to karaoke. So uh, um, actually Jenny, um, my friend from Belgium, she went to the Philippines while we were stationed there and she got me a karaoke machine and she got me other things from the Philippines and everything. And I did my own house party and invited all of them. And we had our own little karaoke session and everything. And um, you can expect great food and great singing and great conversations. And I just, I, I love it. This book took me back to to those days and it was just it was very joyful um when i saw that and um i saw the food and all of that in the book because it's um yeah it just took me back to happy memories that i shared oh i love that oh <laughs> yeah shout out to jenny hey jenny how you doing
0: jenny oh <laughs> i just joa this book um so in the reviews on Goodreads, sometimes Ooh, I like what to do see they say? other people's thoughts about a book. They felt that perhaps there was too much food and mention of food and cooking. What? And I that love it. Actually, some people felt it should have been a cookbook, which I thought was I, – I didn't see that. That was not mm-hmm. my. I do agree, though, that maybe some of the food acted as filler. Ha-ha, there's a pun. <laughs> <laughs> Dad jokes for days. And it was a little shy on story. Um, But also, some books, I know that every book in a, in a series is supposed to function as a standalone. But I do get the sense that... That I would have had a better reading experience had I read uh, uh, Arsenic Arsenic and Adobo Adobo first. first. By the way, Arsenic and Adobo has such a beautiful cover. The cover of Arsenic and Adobo is one of the covers that I used as a, you know, as a sort of uh, an example when I did the cover to my book, because it's just gorgeous. Mm
1: -hmm. Now
0: my finished cover does not look like that cover, but it was sort of an inspiration Anyway, I do feel like it was really heavy on the food, 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 food. That being said, what else were we going to do? The the two main settings were a restaurant, a family restaurant, mm-hmm. and the the greatest named coffee shop. I was uh, for years. Bruta Cafe. Thought, oh, Bruja <laughs> Cafe. Oh my goodness! I and spelled like B R E W. <laughs> hyphen ha but obviously the pronunciation of bruja is like witch in spanish but also in yes. and Tagala and I just everything about that it, the name of the cafe was extraordinary and kudos yeah. to our author for coming up with that uh-huh. I love that
1: she she but has her- a way with words it seems her dog was called longanisa and, yes. um, and she will call her Nisa for short. And longa Nisa is, sau- is sausage in Spanish as well. And we all have that the same variation of that sausage in our countries. And yeah, I thought that was so cute. I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm super geeked out over the wording and, you know, even the recipes too. Here's what I wish. I wish sometimes – so this is a
0: traditionally published book, right? And I feel like we've seen this before in other books. I wish sometimes – oh, this is so hard because people are trying to make a living and support themselves as writers. And as writers, we don't get paid enough to really support (laughs) ourselves. That's part of the problem. That's part of the flaw in the system. I wish you'd had more time because I had this sense – Like I said, that there should have been another draft. If there had been another draft, I think this would have really glistened Um, because we could have maybe streamlined some of the characters. We could have perhaps added more depth to the plot. We could have set the plot up a little better because there was no way to know who the murderer was, really.
1: Yes, yes. I it had to keep murky. listening and listening, yeah. and listening and
0: listening and yes, listening. It was a little too out. murky. And often, I mean, if you're going to be a cozy mystery, the mystery aspect is supposed to be on the front burner. And the mystery aspect in this book wasn't even in the oven. It wasn't in the kitchen. It may not have even been in the house. Like <laughs> No pun intended. Huh? <laughs> hey, we were very focused on other things um, that were interesting But if we're a mystery, we're a mystery, and we needed more time on the mystery, and we just did. Uh, But I look forward to her next book, and perhaps I will go back and take a look at Arsenic and Adobo, because... Mm -hmm. You should. I just, I, I like her, and I like, I like, I wonder, too, if she's written any essays. I really like the tone of her note at the front, I wonder if she's written some essays. I'd be very interested in nonfiction by
1: her too. So I have it. Well, I don't know. I didn't see it. I went to her website, uh, which is a very nice uh, website, by the way. And I didn't see any nonfiction work. She just has the two books that have been published. Uh, But now that I'm on Goodreads, when it comes to her books, I can see that the third one already has a book cover and it's going to be out October of 2022. So October of this year. Yeah, And it's called Blackmail and Ta.
0: And that means that in two years, and maybe less than two years, yeah, she's she had wrote three two. books out. Yeah. And that never goes well, friends. Now, we read Helen, let me think, Helen Huang's uh, The Kiss Quotient, and mm-hmm. that was another three book deal, right? And that mm-hmm. was another scenario, along with The Wedding Quiz, and I can't remember the title of the third book. My apologies. Um, that's another situation where, you know, the first book is the strongest because, of mm-hmm. course, they're so squeezed for time. Mm-hmm. And perhaps the first book is the book that they queried yes. and the book that they've been working on for years. Mm-hmm. And the first book shows you what they're capable of. But because of the nature sometimes of traditional publishing and the timelines and the pressure, I mean, this is no fault of the author. I think in some more ways this is the fault of the system, frankly, yes. traditional publishing yeah, they were forced to kind of pump something out to complete their deal and to keep going and also to make a living and support themselves. Mm -hmm. So, again, I like to say little things about Ireland just here and there, because I live in Ireland and I love Ireland. And in Ireland, um, starting, I believe, in 2022 or in 2023, there's going to be a living allowance provided by the government for artists, and that will include writers. And I believe it's something like... 300 euros a month or 400 euros a month. And I think that that may be possibly what's required in order to elevate art. There are people that hearing that is going to make them very angry, but (laughs) it's very difficult. Writers have a very difficult time. Listen, writing is no joke to write well, to write something beautiful takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And if you're spending that time writing, I mean, Joa Joe will tell you. Joa, how
1: many hours did you spend writing yesterday? Tell oh, my people. God. Three hours. Three hours, mm-hmm. but in chairs. So that's three hours that I didn't do anything else.
0: But yeah. worked
1: on, on the rewrites for my book. Yeah. And, and mind you, and I have a day job. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> stipends are necessary when it comes to artists. But yeah. it's not
0: just the day job. See, that's not the thing. That day job is is a a minority of your time it's also the fact that you have a family and you have Mm -hmm. pets and you have self-care and you have all those little things we all have to do in life changing the oil and going grocery shopping and going to the bank and all the things you know um modern life is not very supporting of writing and creating beautiful books so here we are and
1: time is money so you want to spend that time where it's, it's more um, effective and, and productive for you. So it's like if you're an artist, you want to spend a lot of your time, you know, in that phase of your art. So that way it can become the best thing that it can once it comes out from you. So I think that's what it boils down to is that the, the money that Ireland is going to be giving to artists is kind of it gives them back. Some of that, you know, because time is money. I, I'm a big believer in that. So, um, kudos on Ireland, by the way. I think we need to do the same thing over here in the US.
0: Yes, absolutely. And encourage people, mm-hmm. you know, encourage people to pursue their passions and mm-hmm. create the best art that they can. Why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? It benefits us all. And, and, Joa. I know you love mm-hmm. cooking. I know cooking yeah. is one of your great <laughs> joys.
1: Will you be making
0: the recipes at the back of this book, okay. jo-
1: Oh No, no. I think as far as I'll go is the iced coffee because I like that she uses uh, coconut milk and coconut water to make it because I'm also uh, lactose intolerant myself. Um, so yeah, I think that's as far as I'll go. Maybe the Halo Halo, um, ice cream too. That seems kind of easy, but no, none of the, the recipes, like Jenny would cook a ton of stuff and she will always let me bring Tupperware to all the parties. And, um, and that's how I got my, my Filipino food fix, uh, was from her and it's so delicious, but I don't see myself with the skill set to make food that tastes that good. I ordered sushi yesterday. That's as far as my skill set goes. That was me cooking for the family. (laughs) I like your idea of cooking. (laughs) Everybody knows in my family, even my mother. I love that. I was like, it's my turn to cook, and then um, all of a sudden, an hour later, the delivery guy is bringing my door. I was like, ah, food is done. Let's go eat. I
0: love that. that, that that's my favorite kind of sushi did you order? I haven't Ooh. had sushi in a long time.
1: Oh, I was going to send you a picture and I totally forgot. So <laughs> I got, they, they have uh, their own take on sushi here. So I, I have the Sun City one, uh, which has some chipotle on it. I have the New Mexico one, which had, it was a bit sweet and spicy at the same time because they had pineapples on, on top and um, the, they had the El Paso one. Uh, I think that one has salmon And um, there was a Mexico one as well So I had I, I had to try those five Because my husband likes um, spicy food A lot My son and I not so much But you know I want to make him happy So we're going to have spicy food And I'll just have to drink water with it We'll be okay But yeah, it was good <laughs> <laughs> And we'll be okay We will survive
0: And we'll be okay
1: <laughs> love that That's how marriage works you know sometimes that is get how it, marriage works back and forth give in a little bit yeah that is how marriage <laughs> works oh my god
0: i'm trying to remember i really haven't had sushi in a long time mm. yeah it was so good It
1: was so good Some little mm. and then i also bought some bowls this has become like a food episode all of a sudden so i got bulgogi and rice um <gasps> and it was so good yeah i missed that i was stationed Korean in korea yeah mm-hmm. I, it didn't taste the same uh yeah, because it just it's not you know unless I'm there. But I had bulgogi and rice. We had spicy pork and rice for my husband, and then uh, chicken teriyaki and rice for my son. It was delicious. I was so full yesterday, so full. And we love rice. I love rice. It's me, not them. I love rice. I <laughs> have rice with every meal. <laughs> I said we, but really it's me. <laughs>
0: I'm a metabolic. Do, <laughs> do you ever make konji? Konji? What is that? Uh maybe oh, Kong Kong? you might make it like um you might know it by the name. I'm trying to think. I think in Korea it's called juke. Mm-mm. Do you know juke? No. Like, yeah. So it's uh, how do you describe konji? Uh it's like you take rice. It's like rice that has been cooked for a long time, and it is sort of like rice porridge, except it's wetter. And you can oh. add; it's savory, and you add like chicken bones, or you add herbs, or no, you add sometimes never chicken had meat. Had it. You put little scallion greens on top. You, oh yeah, well, that mm-hmm. sounds delicious. But no, it's I've good. never had it. Well, well, I'm it's gonna, gonna really, have to. really good. Yeah, Yeah. congee, C-O-N-G-E-E. Make sure you get a recipe from somebody, you know. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. Let me see. We have an Asian um, food store here. Um, The people that own it are Korean. That's usually where I get my, my fixes whenever I feel like, you know, revisiting that era when it comes to food. But let me Korean write it Korean food down. is amazing. It's Korean delicious, food is really. So, yeah. Oh my god. It's extraordinary. I love Korean their kimchi and everything it's so Yeah, kimchi good. is really good. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, yes. I learned a few things. Bak yo for rice. Whenever I will go to restaurants, mm-hmm. anyanseyo, you know, and all of that. So I try to be as. Anyanseyo
0: is hello. Anyanseyo yeah. is hello. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. And then you bow and everything, yeah. you know, to the elders. And yes, yes, yes.
0: yes. And it always killed me because, like, the man, no matter where you're sitting, this is hard for me, but it's just a cultural thing. The man gets served first, the oldest man.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> and then the
0: oldest woman. Mm-hmm. Actually, Ajima. Woman, the next man. Yeah, that used to bother me a lot. But <laughs> yeah, we had a Korean exchange student live with us. And... uh that was very, very nice. She was lovely. She's a part of the family now. Aww. One of my many children. See, that's why it's hard to define my children, because I just, I I, I borrow children everywhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound right, does it? No, it doesn't. No, that's no, not what no, I mean. No. You're going to be on America's Most Wanted. Good thing no, you're not in America, though, so that's good.
0: No, 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 no. It's all wholesome. It's all good. It's all lovely. It's all wonderful. <laughs> But anyway yeah life is good so this book i gave it 3 stars but it's a it's a warm hug 3 stars it's not a frowny face 3 stars it's i will read other books by her and i'm very interested to see if she has essays oh i hope so um yeah cuz she seems happy very she's inter-
1: a good uh, she's a book coach that's something i may look into i'm like yeah. oh, that's What's interesting.
0: A, what, is a, what is a i mean What is a book coach? I was going to ask you that. What is a book coach?
1: From the description, I've never hired anybody to be a book coach for me. But from the description, it seems like somebody, like an accountability partner, kind of, that keeps you on track, that answers your questions if need be, you know, that checks in on you to make sure you're not... Procrastinating or anything like that, you know. <laughs> you like how there. I put that one in there, yeah. Good job. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it. That's what it sounds like to me, mm. you know. But I'm pretty sure when it comes to her, she has a little bit more experience that well, um, she yeah. can probably bring that to the table as well.
0: I mean, you know? she got a three book deal. A three book mm-hmm. deal isn't that's big. Isn't nothing, right? Because mm-hmm. usually you might get a two book deal where the first book is your book and then you get an option on the second book. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but she got a three book deal yeah. that was clearly a three book deal from the start mm-hmm. because they put it out so quickly. So kudos to her, you know, kudos yeah. to her. She's, she's out there doing the thing. She's actually writing. She's I really actually really author.
1: you need to read Arsenic and Adobo so that way you can see, because huh? I think that's the book that got her that three book deal and you will see why it's. it's yeah. Oh, really for good. sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you never know. The third book may just kind of rebound. Who knows?
1: Mm-hmm. She did a- say that she was going through some some things oh, while yeah. she was, you know, writing yeah. this book. So she was straightforward. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that what? had something to do with it. What's the title of the third book, Joa? Do you have it? Oh, I just had something it. Black and Babinka. Blackmail Blackmail and Bibinka.
0: Blackmail and Babinka. Okay. Yeah. It does roll off the tongue, let's be honest. Blackmail yes. and Babinka. Yeah, yes. Okay. <laughs> Blackmail and Babinka coming up.
1: Yeah, I already put it on my want to read pile um, on Goodreads. And the once again, the book cover is just, it's amazing. I love the colors here. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoever her book yes. cover designer is, they do a really good job. Good job. To that. Yeah. yeah. I th-
0: I'm pretty sure they're listed in the acknowledgements. In fact, I'm very sure they're listed in the acknowledgements oh, yeah. if you're interested in uh, seeing who that is. Yeah. So I love her acknowledgements, by the way. Her acknowledgements... You know, I'm starting to get a theory that you can tell a lot about an author as a person in real life based on their acknowledgments. Yes.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. What do you think, Joa? What do you think about that? Oh, yeah. You can gauge their personality because it it lets you know who they think is important and who uh, they kind of rely upon during the writing of this book or just for life. And um, it lets you know, you know, if they're family oriented or if they thank their dogs or their pets, you know, or <gasps> fur moms or uh, fur parents, you know. So, yeah, just it lets you know a lot. In that small paragraph, too, because sometimes the acknowledgment is not that big. Sometimes yeah. it is, you know, they're, they're a few pages long, but sometimes it's not. And then that lets you know a lot about the author. And um, I think authors are rock stars. So the more that I know about them, it, the more it makes me want to read their books for the most part, you know?
0: Oh, that's interesting. So when you read the About the Author page in a book, you want to know more details or more? Mm-hmm. I more. always
1: Google them. Yeah, just to see uh, their personality and, um, you know, from the acknowledgement. If the acknowledgement catches my, my interest, I go ahead and Google them so that way I can uh, get to know a little bit more about them. You know what is their funny? What do they think is funny? What do they think is is sad and, and things like that? Because it's always it's almost like a game to me to see if I can see streaks of that in their writing and in their book. You know, once it's published, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's it's interesting to me. But I'm also <laughs> a big celebrity, uh, kind of like g- gossipy and recovery person, so. What, yeah. what? What's that? Mean? I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> that, that means. That means that I used to, I used to go into blogs a lot uh, for celebrity gossip, like Perez Hilton.com X 17 online and all of that um, to kind of like, like Newsweek, right. To kind of see what the latest um, celebrity outings are, what they're wearing and all of that. So I think that comes from that when it comes um, for me, you know, cause I want to know a little bit more about their background. Hmm. Does that make sense? I don't, I,
0: mm, so, I think, so. is it like like TMZ? Yes, uh, yeah, those e- websites are like, t- yes, and yes. Like Celebrity Gossip, I, that, yeah. that part I get. Okay, yeah. now
1: I understand. Yeah, I understand. so I used to be like really into that when I was younger. Now, not so much because it's just, it's not that interesting to me. And yeah. I, honestly, I don't have the time. Uh, Yeah. But back then, yes, in my teens and 20s, you know, and it goes back to Univision because they used to, Primer Impacto, they used to talk about celebrities as well. And I will digest that almost every day after school. Um, So when I look at authors, to me, they're like celebrities. Authors are celebrities for oh, me. So without whenever, a doubt. Whenever I read the acknowledgments and, and who they think and who they think is an, an important person in their life, it always leaves me wanting more, especially if it's a book I love and especially if it's an author that I, I respect their writing style and I respect their voice. I always go and Google them and go look into their Instagram, go look into their Twitter just to get to know more. Because when I read their books, I want to see if what I see that is them translates into their book. It's a curiosity thing for me.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's see. I am going to read to you the acknowledgements from a book, and you tell me what it makes you think. This will be interesting. (laughs) Here we go. This is the book that we've already read, by the way, so you may be familiar. Okay, okay. Here's the acknowledgments, and I'm literally reading it right out of the book. I'll reveal the book at the end. Okay, here we go. Acknowledgments: Martin Amis, Jane Austen, Danielle Bartlett, Lawrence Block, Angus Cargill, Agatha Christie, T. S. Eliot, Bianca Flores, David Headley, David Highfill, Tessa James, Josh Smith, Muriel Spark, Virginia Woolf. Adia Wright and Charlene Sawyer. That's all it says.
1: <laughs> I, I know some of those names as authors, and I can I can tell that this is a, a mystery because those those authors uh, named there right uh, that genre. However. For me, for me it doesn't, no, just, just naming names yeah. for me doesn't really tell me much about their personality. It doesn't have a heart. It's lacking yes. that, that bit of personality into it. Yes. I want to know the personality of the author. I want to know the personality yes. behind the words. So just naming names of famous authors yes. that a lot of people know really doesn't do it for me. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> it, it's a bit pretentious, but, hey. you know. That's it's just a bit me. pretentious
0: yeah that's
1: mm-hmm. just me so I'll yeah
0: s- also it's not even a sentence
1: yeah no it's we just can, a list yeah couldn't it's be a bothered yeah.
0: to make a sentence like yeah. what's wrong
1: with you no, no. yeah and uh-uh. there's nothing personal like supposedly
0: no. that author is well anyway yeah. uh, if you read
1: mia mia's acknowledgement oh you they're know, good the, hers hers is very personal and I can, yep. I can gauge what kind of person she is uh, from mm-hmm. that, you know, and I, I like that. Now that is what made me look into her website. That is what made me um, see what other things she likes, you know, what she yeah. does. And now I know that she likes to bake as well. So, yeah,
0: and for that is what bake.
1: translated, yeah. Into her book. Yeah. yeah. For to bake. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: can feel the heart in her book. No mm-hmm. doubt. No doubt. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, what book was that from the, those acknowledgements? Yeah, I know somebody pretentious. We have read it, and in <laughs> oh, tw- we've read it in twenty twenty two. What was it? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a big clue. So, we read it in twenty twenty two, and the author is a man.
1: Oh, nine lives guy. <laughs> oh God, I don't even know his name. Yeah. Oh Jesus, no wonder yeah. I should have uh, known. Oh, Yeah. God. Yeah. yeah, no, that's why I didn't Google him. I
0: don't, yeah, not interested. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Peter mm-hmm. Swanson.
1: Totally forgot his name. Yeah.
0: <laughs> A lot of people have liked my review of Nine Lives, which is interesting. self so um, snarky. No, what I ended up writing, because first of all, I always want to be fair, right? I, I always want to, I do think that the publishing industry rushes people. Right. So I want to be fair. And I basically said, (laughs) here's, I think my review is like two sentences of that book. And it's basically, I'm paraphrasing, but it's basically no likable characters, no discernible plot. (laughs) There was a good book here somewhere but it didn't, it didn't get published, <laughs> It's basically my review on Goodreads of Nine Lives by Peter Swanson. And a lot of people have liked that. In fact, that is probably my most, it is my most liked post on Goodreads, I believe. So that's interesting. People are on board with that, I guess. But I do like to be fair, because I think that Traditional publishing—that's a traditionally published book by a traditionally published author—and so is our book today by Mia Pimanansala, who's a much better writer. Uh, I, I think it, it, there's a lot of pressure to produce something annually, and sometimes I just think that could be very hard, Joa, especially with the marketing and the. Yeah. So today, uh, an a traditionally published author in an earlier p- episode of this podcast was on with us. Right. So she's writing a book, but she's still promoting other, her other books. She's going on podcasts. She's on social media. It's a lot. Like there's a mm-hmm. lot to do as an author, you know? So.
1: And you still anyway. have to have that butt to chair. To hey,
0: that's it. That's <laughs> it. You got to put in the work or nothing's going to happen.
1: Yeah. And
0: yeah. yeah. So I think that it's it's a lot very of work. demanding. Yeah, I think traditional publishing has become a very demanding place, but you know, self publishing is demanding too. Cur- currently,
1: mm-hmm. currently, mm-hmm. our
0: Robin <laughs> is self publishing, and uh, formatting is no joke. If anyone has any good formatting software, unfortunately, I don't have. I don't have a Mac, so I can't use Vellum, which is really oh. a shame. Yeah, that's really sad. Oh, there's
1: another one that is not vellum that you can use.
0: Atticus?
1: Atticus, yeah. Is that one working for you or no? I have Atticus, but uh, my –
0: how do I say this? Where I'm going to publish my book only accepts (laughs) – this is part of the problem. Only accepts Word documents. So I have to provide a Word document. And you know that Word, currently my document is 416 pages. There's nothing Word likes less than a big, juicy document like that. So it does all sorts of weird, wonky formatting errors that just come up randomly. And I feel like I'm spending my life chasing those little errors, trying to fix them. And then by the time I fixed all those... Word has just come up with something new, so there we are. I think going forward, I'm going to write my next book in Atticus as an exp- I'm going to look at it as an experiment, Joa, so that I feel better about it. I'm going to write it in Atticus, which is now friends works perfectly, supposedly seamlessly, but I haven't tried it with Pro Writing Aid. That'll be an interesting experiment.
1: Ah, okay,
0: Pro Writing Aid is not my friend either. <laughs> So, actually, yeah. uh, I, I don't know if I should say this, but I have a friend whose partner is a programmer, and she is an author, Oh, and she is extremely frustrated, but she's written like seven, eight, nine books or something, published like seven, eight or nine books, I think. She's extremely frustrated, and she was talking with her partner about developing a new software for writers, and oh, oh my goodness gracious sakes alive, I hope she does, because... I kind of feel certain it'll be amazing. Yeah. So let's cross our fingers for that. I'm sure that'll take yes. time to develop, but I'm crossing my fingers for that. But in the meantime, as an experiment, I'm going to write my next book entitled seven years on, um, which is the book, the sequel to related by murder that's coming out in May and with the same characters and the same setting. And, um, I'm going to write it on Atticus. Completely see. on
1: Atticus? you just going to
0: yes. draft it there? Wow. I, I've already started. It, uh, about a third of the book already exists, and it's in Word. But I'm going to import it into Atticus and then continue from Atticus and format in Atticus and see what it does. I'm going to see what it does. Mm, I hope it works. That's a good e- experiment. Yeah. I hope. I hope. And if it doesn't, I'm just going to cry a lot. <laughs>
1: And copy and paste it somewhere else. That's it. You know, and, um, oh, cause yeah. I mean, I'm not good at. <laughs>
0: I'm not good at the, the little copyright part of it. I think anybody who's ever worked as a copywriter may have a huge advantage because they know like markup language and all mm-hmm. the markup, cues and how to, how to do the stuff. And I don't know any of that, so I'm just doing it. You know, like return, 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 oh, delete space, return, yeah, return. Yeah. That's fine that's fine it's all learning learning and growing and <laughs> trying to growing and learning Green so and growing. if any of you are listening and are a professional book formatter of the interior of a fiction book <laughs> if you wanted to drop into my dms <laughs> at <laughs> robincastle55 you'd be welcome with open arms yes you would <laughs> That's the one DM you
1: want to see.
0: Oh, that is the only DM I want to see right now. (laughs) Let me tell you. Boy, oh boy. Interior book formatting. I don't know. Some people say it's worth buying an old, uh, like, refurbished Mac just to run vellum, which I was like, wow. Okay. Because an old refurbished Mac is still, like, 800 euros. And then vellum is, like, 300 euros. So that's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Yes, But, uh see what happens. I mean, you hire someone to do the book cover, right? Like, I certainly wouldn't try to do a book cover because I am not a graphic person, not even a little. And apparently I am not a formatting person either. <laughs> it's just okay. it's just okay. It's okay. I have my mm-hmm. gifts. Yeah. I have my gifts. I don't need to do it all. Joa, who's formatting the interior of your book? Uh, I'm
1: outsourcing that bit.
0: <gasps> Wait you have someone to do that?
1: No. Oh no, no, no. That's something that I will go into, into fiber to, to find. So yeah. Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So usually I go to fiber for certain things like, um, small graphics, designing, um, and, um, things like this, like, um, Uh, designing inside the formatting and all of that. I, I made lists already of people that I've been looking at as I'm drafting and editing. So that way, when it comes to the point where I need to send it to somebody, then I already have like a list of people and I go off of their, their profile and their star rating and the comments that people make on their, on their work. And then that's how I decide who to, who to submit to. And what I've been doing is I submit to several of them just to see what they will quote me and um, just to see what they say about the project. So that way it can give me a sense of whether they know what they're talking about or not.
0: I'm not living well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're living your best life.
0: I, I should have done that, but that's okay. Live and learn. I'm living, I'm learning. I'm, I'm, uh, trying out an online formatter that I thought would be more helpful than perhaps it actually is. So there's that.
1: How hey. much How much did it cost you? Was it free?
0: No, it's free. Okay. All right. And good. so that probably tells you something. Like sometimes it's true. Like you get what you pay for sometimes. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it so far, but maybe as I learn more, we'll see.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think in the future, though, if I'm going to write because I want to publish the sequel to Related by Murder, I want to publish it in December. And in order to do that, I think I will, in fact, have to outsource formatting because I'm just not
1: efficient enough at it. And yeah,
0: I'm not good at
1: it. Yeah. like. And just one note, um, I haven't finished the, reading this book, uh, the marketing, the one-page marketing plan, but it was something there that that stuck with me that the author said, and that is um, that whatever is part of your business that you feel you don't have the time or you don't have the skills to do, then that's something that you want to look into outsourcing because it's you don't want to take time away from you From performing the things that you are really good at or the things that are critical for the business, you know, because you got to look at yourself as the CEO of the, you know, Robin, this Robin Corporation. So if you if you feel like um, it takes you away from making those critical decisions, that that's something that you may want to outsource. And that kind of stuck with me when um, I read that in this book. Hire
0: your weaknesses. Yep. Yeah. Always yeah. the right
1: thing to do. Hire your weaknesses. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's interesting, you know, the more things you do, the more you learn about what you're good and not good at. Mm-hmm. Like formatting the interior of a book. How do you know, Do you know, until you actually do it, how do you mm-hmm. know you're going to be good or bad mm-hmm. at it kind of thing? Last time I hired someone to do it because I was new to the whole thing and I had someone, uh. In my first book, take care of that as well as the cover. That looks like a brilliant idea right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that looks like a really good move. And it's all okay. Listen, friends, th- this isn't a fixed moment in time, right? This is temporary. I'm learning and growing. Yeah. And now I know for next time. So it's good to learn and grow. It is good to keep doing things, keep trying new things, especially as you get older. Ashley, you can, in fact, teach an old dog new tricks. I'm here to tell you. Oh, yeah. And uh, But on that note, friends, Joe and I have got to go. It's time for us to save the world.
1: One book at a time. Bye-bye. Bye.